to of the Walk of the Wrestling Podcast. I'm your host, Ethan Black. Today we're gonna to talk about these shows from uh Friday, December 1st for today's Sunday, December 3rd. So we're just gonna get right into it. We're gonna start with the Friday, December 1st shows. We're gonna start with House of Glories, the darkest hour. <clears throat> Excuse me. So we could go with a cruiserweight tall normal contenders fatal sickman match. Franco Loco defeating Blackmon, J. Omari, Jody Awari, Joey Sweets, Raheem well, at 13 minutes and 29 seconds. Speaking of the Cruiserweight title, the champion Nolan Donato retains over Cal Bookwood at 12 minutes and 5 seconds. Kim Broadway defeat Encore at 14 minutes and 16 seconds. For the women's title, Ultrafile retains over Kamara Coulter 9 minutes and 39 seconds. For the Crown Jewel title, Charles Mays versus Carlos Ramirez ends a double count at 12 minutes and 40 seconds. So Commissioner so- Jason Solomon, a.k.a. Noah Solomonster, uh, makes a rematch under False Count Anywhere Rule, False Count Anywhere Rules match. So Carlos Myers does win the title from Charles Smith at 20 minutes and 46 seconds. So overall, those guys basically got, like, almost 35 minutes wrestling. Swords are going to be, like, 18 minutes and 31 seconds. For the House of Glory, Tag Team Tells, the champions, the main event, Jay Lines and Medallis Black, Retains over the Grizzly Young veterans, James Drake and Zach Gibson at 15 minutes in one second. And the man for the House of Glory world title on the line on No Holds Bar match. Battle of New Yorkers here. Mike Santana defeating the champion Matt Cardona at 16 minutes and 48 seconds. So that was uh Glory. By the way, on this show, my sports of might be it was an excellent match. I would put that that's my match of the year list. Uh, but on the show, I say just watch the Crown Jewel title stuff. The Swore versus Mike Bailey, basically from the Crown Jewel title on. That's what I recommend watching. But that was uh, House of Glory. Then we go over to Tokyo Joshi Pro Wrestling's 10th anniversary show. We kick it off with a six woman tag match. Kaya Tor, Bobby to- Toga, Irina Okaboy, Devin Jared, Nagato, Shino Suzuki, and Haruka Shiro. At 9 minutes and 12 seconds via Brock Bottom. Then in the tag team random weapons match, Yuki Inoue and Rock defeat Harper Masao and Mario Karyoku. 10 minutes and 58 seconds via Phoenix DDT. Then we have the finals of the 2023 Next Generation Tournament. Waki Yuhira defeat Hamari at 12 minutes and 8 seconds via Modified Sleeper Hold. Then for the Queen of Asia title, Yuka Kamafuku retains over via Vein at 10 minutes and 43 seconds via Famouser. Semi made for the Princess Tag Team titles, the Chambers Free Wi Fi, Hikari Null, and Noah Kayuta, defeating the International Princess Maxi Impaler and Palm Harajuku at 12 minutes and 13 seconds via Shannon Kai. In the main this voyager was a 10 woman tag, but it got, we got the 2 out 3 false stipulation added the day before the show started. So it was a 10 woman tag team 2 out 3 false match. Princess of Princess Mayu Yamashista, Magical Sugar Rabbits, Yuka Sakasaki, and Misuki, Shoko Nakajima, and Raka Tatsumi, defeating. Daydream, Asuri, and Osuzume, two of Mai Watanabe, Yuki Rai, and Moko Yamato at 18 minutes and 7 seconds via skull kick. So the score was 2 the 1. That was Tokyo Joshi. Then we go over to Dragon Gate's Fantastic Gate Night 1. So we kick it off with a tight match in Shun Skywalker and Kai of Seabrights. Getting the win over BB Hulk and Ben K of Gold Class at 8 minutes, 52 seconds, with authorized Canelo's Gate Clutch in tag team action. Open a triangle chain, Dragon Kid to be Jason Lee at 7 minutes and 13 seconds for Ground Bible. Six man tattooed with M3K, Smooch Motion, Yoshi Kondom. Team of Jinky Horror could you be open a triangle chain, Jamie Yamato, Problem Dragon, and Don Fuji at 8 minutes and 28 seconds via Diamond Elbow Drop. In Tattoo Match of Seabrights, open a Bravicade champion, Ishin. Yushihiki Kao defeating Luz Monte and Hyo at 7 minutes and 30 seconds via Pinfall. 
semi main event, strong machine, Jade event, Cult of Manor, at 12 minutes and 45 seconds via machine suplex. In the main event, eight man tag team match with natural vibes, big boss moves, Jack Fun Kame, Kazi, and UT. Defeating D Courage's open at 20 games, Yuki Ishikawa, Dragon D, open at Dream Gigi, Madoka, Kiki Yuta, and Ryu Tanaka at 17 minutes and 40 seconds via JFK. So that was Dragon Game. Then we go over to Pro Wrestling Ways Reboot Volume 4. So we kick it off with Tekton, Kisune, Tanaka, and Hanukkah defeating Chi-Chi in zones at 7 minutes and 24 seconds via Heat Clutch. In Tekton Magic, Regina Dalway, Jim Finney, Tima Johaku defeating Kirko Sakiguchi and Hagai Shino at 16 minutes and 4 seconds via Moonsaw. 6 for 1 Tekton, we have Sakura Haruta, Kora Yomamama, and Cherry defeating Haruka Yomasaki, Mayo Takashi, and Yoko Sakura at 14 minutes and 15 seconds via Front Row and Cradle. Semi for the Wave Tag Team tells the 2023 DualShock Wave Tour winner Saiki Raisasira defeating the champions Asuki Oyagi and Ayoko Hagdaka at 15 minutes and 41 seconds via Risa Scissors. In the main the finals of the Regina Double Wave Tower Nomoaki Terrace Tournament, Yuki Mayasaki defeating Ami Sazamura via Gato Clutch at 22 minutes and 6 seconds. That was... Uh, Pro Wrestling Wave. Then we go over to New Japan Pro Wrestling World Tag League Night Number Nine. This is a block action, a block night. So we kick it off with a dark match. You do not consume it. Show Mikado by submission for Boss Grab four minutes and twenty one seconds. By the way, that that match never made on air, but that was at the show. So actual show starts with six man tag match with Bull Cubs, Balak Folly, Jack Bonta, and Taiji Ichimori defeating the Grills of Destiny Strong, Opoi Tetris, El Fantasma, and Hikola Alawajado. Six minutes and 21 seconds for Alawajado and Jado. Showing this is a preview of the ELP Hikoleo versus Fallout and Bonza match. By the way, all these undercards are all previews of B Blog actually on this show. And then six minutes, we had Just Five Guys, KOPW 2023 team, Taiji and Yuya Mora, Doki, defeating Sonoma Jr., Atlas Jr., and Tiger Rise 4 at 10 minutes and 48 seconds. Dead Bolt Suplex on Tiger Mask. Then in six-man tag match, we had Minoru Suzuki, Yuji Naga, Master Wild, defeat Monster Sauce, Lance Archer, and Alex Saint, along with Rusuke Taguchi. At nine minutes and 42 seconds, feet, submission, point submission via the fan adult on Taguchi. Then in six-man tag, we had Chaos's IWGB tag, Hiroki Goto, Yoshihashi, and along with Yo. Team of Bolt and Oleg, defeat Lost Igan Alvarez, the opponents, never Opoi Chim, Shingo Nakagi, Senog Jr., Yojizuji, and Bushi at 9 minutes and 57 seconds via direct drive on Bushi. Then our first up for A block action. By the way, the losing team between these two teams will be mathematically eliminated. And Helsinki Torture, Yujiro Takahashi, Evil, defeating Gates of Agony, Bishop Khan, and Toy Leona at 10 minutes and 54 seconds via Everything is Evil on Bishop Khan. And since Gates of Agony lost, they are mathematically eliminated. First official team by from A Block to be mathematically eliminated, but I'll what I get to today shows I'll talk about the other teams. Then our second A Block action team DK, Mikey Nicholas, and Shane Hayes getting the win over Kitu Kimi and Ryan Oyoe at 11 minutes and 30 seconds via Tank Buster on Oyoe. Semi main event, Bull Cup Wardars, Alex Kaga, and Gabriel Kidd getting the win over Great Ocon and Nara at 9 minutes and 55 seconds via Hijack Pile Driver on Great Ocon. And the main event, our final A Block action. Chaos is never open with six minutes. Tajim Tomohiro Ishii and Toriyama to be Shota Umino and Ren Narita at 22 minutes and 31 seconds via Brainbuster on Umino. 
sustains after night nine. DMDK in first place with eight points, four wins, and one loss. Second place, Shota Umino, Random Red Bull Club, Warda, and Chaos have six points, three wins, and two losses. And third place, Kitukimia, right away, House of Torch, and Nine Bar with four points, two wins, and three losses. By the way, they were on the bubble, which that means they're on verge of being mathematically eliminated. And only official team all the way from a block is Gate to Egg with last place with two points, one win, and four losses. So that was huge pay for wrestling. Then we, we head over to NXT level up. Or we have Fall Rider defeat Luca Christofino at four minutes and 17 seconds. Electra Lopez defeat Brandley Reese at five minutes and nine seconds. Andrew Gulag getting the win over Tavon Heights at six minutes and nine seconds. So that was uh, NXT. Since they with WWE, we'll go over to SmackDown. We came with Bianca Belair making her way down the ring. It says Davis Control tried taking her in the rest of her working team out last week. But they did what they had to do. She gets a shout to Becky Lynn, Shotzi Sharp Flair. This is her war with Davis Control isn't over and puts women's champion Eos Guy on notice saying she wants the one title back. And speaking of the women's champion, Eos Guy makes her way down the ring and she appears with the rest of David Stroll with the exception of Bailey. Dakota Kai says it's great that Bianca could get fans to cheer for her. It breaks on Brooklyn as her, Asuka, Kari Zing, and Io all get inside the ring. Dakota says that Io told her that Bianca is way over her head and wants another shot at the woman's tail. She had to go for each member of damage control. Then Charlotte Flair comes down the ring along with Shotzi. Charlotte tells David Control that Bianca is a new one come for them and she wants to go for all of them as well. Shotzi shares the same sentiment and they all slide in the ring so we get all a big brawl with the exception of Dakota Kai. Bianca Belair lays out Io with a nice looking spine buster. Then stands tall with Charlotte and Shotzi. The close of that statement. Then after the commercial break, we see we go backstage and we see Bailey run the rest of damage control. Kurosing tells them in Japanese and Dakota translates playing that Kari would appreciate Bailey some a ringside during her match with Bianca later in the show. Then we go to our opening match. Butch goes on with Bobby Lashley. Bobby, we were in Brooklyn, New York for this uh for this episode of SmackDown. And before the match Begins by actually grabs the microphone and tells Butch that while well, he told him to make a name for himself on SmackDown low net last Saturday, he should show someone else to do it against because he'll break him into pieces. So Butch slaps across the face. So the match officially starts with Butch far boots on Bobby Lashley in the corner before Lashley sends a crash in the mat and door splash in the corner. That sends Butch crashing into the middle, turn Michael face first, and lands a series of right hands. Butch delivers a drop kick to Lashley's spine, sends him crashing out of the ring that hits a jumping knee off the apron, followed by Muta off the middle rope as we go to commercial break. We come back from break, Lashley goes for a delay for a suplex, but Butch escapes, but Lashley catches with a choke slam and sends him into the ring post on the outside. He dunks Butch back inside the ring, looks for a spear in the corner, but Butch moves out of the way, and Lashley crashing in the ring post shoulder first. Butch lands a pair of step up into gears as series of kicks in the corner and climbs the ropes and delivers a double stomp. He stomps on Lashley's fingers and then slides bread and raises a hammer and ammo elbows. He gets Butch on his shorts, lowers a running power slam, goes for a kick, a pin, but Butch kicks out. Lashley connects with a clothesline and turns Butch inside up, but Butch catches with a kick before Lashley comes back with a spear to get the win at 8 minutes and 6 seconds. The fun match, I just won a 6 out of 10. Then we go backstage, we see Paul Heyman approaches Nick Aldis' office. He has all this if you like Randy Orton SmackDown tonight and all this that he did. He said he tend to get signed Orton to SmackDown and Heyman asked him, undisputed University of Roman Reigns is aware of the situation. Aldis explains that he has a memo that all communication to Roman must go for Heyman. And he will offer up the entire <clears throat> bloodline to sign Orton if he has to. He asks Heyman what he's going to do about it and Heyman says he'll do anything it takes. 
Then after the break, we see Butch getting a verbal exchange with Prey Daily. This leads to three men brawl with each other, and Prey Daily sends him into a road case. Mm -hmm. Then we see Santos Escobar. We get a recap Escobar turn heel, Andrew Ramsdo, and Carly, then defeating Dragon Lee at Survivor Series. Then Escobar is that gorilla getting interviewed by Kathy Kelly. He'll finish what Ray started and destroyed the LWO. And then he said, Tonight, well, okay, well, we'll suffer since Kraus and Dewey is still recovering from the last beating. So we'll go to that match now. Santos Escobar versus Joaquin Wild. Joaquin hits a drop kick and fires pair of right hands on Escobar, then hits a crossbody on the floor over the top, gets the back of the ring, but Escobar rolls back out of the ring. Wild hits a cable off the top, gets the back of the ring for a second time, then sends it up to the ropes. Escobar trips and it's the crash in top turnbuckle face first, then drags him from the top rope and throws a drop kick to his chest. Wild hits a knee on Escobar's head, falls with a DT and charges him, but Escobar catches a super kick, gets him on the shorts, and plants him to the mat with the Phantom Driver. For the win at four minutes and two seconds. This it was just there. I just wanted four out of ten. Then after the match, Escobar fires a right into wall, but Dragon Lee runs out to make the save. Escobar tries to tackle from behind, but Lee he loves with a hurt and it kicked him in the corner for the apron. The text for the drop king checks out well. Then after the break, Adam Pierce from Raw. <coughs> he finds Nick Ollis by one sign Randy Orton smacked him. He forms Ozzy as a contract on his own for him and will be joining him in the ring later in the show before leaving his nice office. Then we see United States champion Will, or Will, wow, sorry, wrong promotion. Logan Paul asks every friend who's betrayed him and all his haters where they're now the United States champion. He says the more people who hope he falls, the harder he works, and the harder he works, the more he wins and gets to stay in the ring and quote. He says the champion is as good as his challengers, and since he can't get Rey Mysterio given that he's injured, him and Nick always agreed to an eight-person tournament start next week to determine his next challenger. So the eight men are Santos Escobar, Dragon Lee, Karrion Cross, Bobby Lashley, Grayson Waller, Austin Theory, Kevin Owens, and a NXT superstar. By the way, we did find out the first two uh, quarterfinal matches. We don't have full brackets yet, but we know the first two uh, quarterfinal matches, which I'll get to at the end of this review. Then we hear the music of Kevin Owens. He makes fun of He says, Logan, being in this ring is a nightmare. Ever recall seeing him first seeing him 10 years ago on um, Fine. He took him six seconds to figure that Paul was unbearable and only junk is prime energy drink. By the way, prime air, prime drinks do suck. I'm not going to lie. He tells Logan his days the U.S. champion are number and Paul says six seconds is five more than he needs to KO Owens. No pun intended. Owens says Paul is clever, but is his world. Then eight down, down under, make their way down there, and Grace Waller tells Paul he doesn't need to gauge with Owens. He says Owens is a troll trying to get attention, then says himself and Austin Theory while coming with Logan. Theory says that Owen punches people in the face. He stays in the ring. May who likes to knock people out. Owens has heard enough and delivers a punch and punches theory right in the face as crash out of the ring. That's probably the most Canadian way to shut somebody up. I'm not gonna lie. And Waller checks up and then stares on Logan. Then we go to that matchup: Grayson Waller versus Kevin Owens. Waller rolls out of the ring. Then Owens follows the lands of right hand and hits a chop. Since Waller bounces off the nose table face first, gets him back inside the ring. But Waller far stomps on him, connects with a uppercut. Owens lands back double in the center and then charges at Waller in the corner. Waller catches Owen with a boot and a leg layer that fires our strikes, hits Owen off the top rope, looks for a vertical suplex, but Owens blocks and lands one of his own. He fires zero stomps in the corner, looks for a cannibal, Waller rolls out of the ring. Owen falls him out there, and Waller sends him back to the announce he'll face first. Owens responds with a clothesline and a splash off the apron. Waller then sends a crash in the ring post, in theory takes a cheap shot while the referee is distracted. He tosses him back in the ring, and Waller fires stomps him in the corner. Since his arm bounces off the ring post as we go to commercial break. After the break, Waller hits a federation of a DT and continues render Owens with an arm of submission hold. Owens puts away with a series of right hands to Waller's midsection, but Waller sells his injured arm 
bouncing off the top of our looks with the wrong store, own catch up with the top of the drop in the DDT, followed by a hit butt and a series of chops, followed with the with a super kick, cannonball, climbs the top of hits a swanton bomb for a two count. While our clinch is another submission on Owens' injured arm, but Owens makes it to the bottom of the break though. Looks like hit a kick to the arm in the corner, but Owens moves out of the way and large foot climbs the bottom rope. Then he rolls him up to get the win at 10 minutes and 52 seconds. Not a bad match. Honestly, I probably see this match of the night. I go with six out of ten. But we did find out that Owens broke some I forget what he broke his hand in two places. I, I forget which places they said, but we found out on Saturday. So who knows what is fine in the tournament. Then we're gonna recap CM Punk's return as promo on Raw. Then at at the Grail position, everyone typed out cards what Bailey stands up to one side and pretends to be okay with this. And EO tells her to stay at Gorilla. Then we go to our main event match of the show, Bianca Belair versus Kyrie Singh. Master of the log that Kari hits a kick to Bianca Belair's hamstring, but Belair catches with a pair of short tackles, falls with a single leg draw kick, runs to Rose, but Oscar trips for the referee striking. Kari fires her strikes on Bianca's spine, then she runs for us by Charlotte Treasure, but the referee catches her and ejects both her and Chauncey from ringside. Oscar slides in the ring, looks to interfere, but the referee catches her and, eject, and he ejects damage control as well. See, so Bianca sends Oscar out of the ring with a draw kick, and then Kari, since Kari crashed in the mat, what does spine bites? We're going to crush break. Then after the break, Kari sends Bianca in the ring post, shoulder first, and Bianca responds with Mitch and Noku Driver. Followed by right hands in the corner on Kari, then plants with a powerbomb and a springboard motel. Gets her on her shoulders, goes for KOD, but Kari escapes, but Bianca plants her, and Kari hits a spinning back fist. Climbs the tower, looks to land a flying form, but Bianca, and sends Bianca crash out with her Karana. Looks to go flying up the apron, but Bianca catches her, and sends her crash in the barricade face first. Gets her back in the ring, looks to follow her, but Bianca trips around the, I'm sorry, Bailey trips around the apron while the referee is checking on her. Then she start playing with her braid. Curry high flies, Bailey comes to look to go for the inside elbow, but Bianca trips her, gets her on her shorts, and connects with KOD to score the victory at 10 minutes and 26 seconds. I was not a big, I like both ladies, but I was not a big. I thought the timing was off, I, their chemistry wasn't really hitting. I liked their match back in 2019 way better. I'm going to give this one a 5 out of 10. Then our main event segment of the show, Nick Aldis welcomes Randy Orton to the ring, and Orton's music as he makes his way down the ring. He Pierce tells Orton he belongs on Raw, and tells him he will receive a World Heavyweight Title match should he shine. Aldis says he gives Orton a chance to get his head on the ball line should he choose to sign with SmackDown. Pauline Pierce on the ramp but injures himself that Orton is back after 18 months on the shelf thanks to the ball line. He says there's no RKOs or decisions made by Orton because the ball line will make the choice for him. This also calls music as music for them in the ring with Jimmy Uso. Jimmy and Soul attack Orn before LA Knight makes runs down the ring even odds. He clotheslines Sokoa over the top rope and Sokoa grabs Knight by his foot to drag him under the bottom rope and they start brawling up the ramp. That leaves Jimmy in the ring by himself. Orn, Orn, Randy hits a elbow to Jimmy. I'm sorry, middle of DT and then lays him out with the RKO. And then Orn stares down Heyman on the ramp before he calls both GMs to give him the two contracts. He holds both of them and tosses the Raw run out of the ring and signs with SmackDown. He tells him he'd call Roman Reigns to tell him that daddy's back. Nick always holds him in the air, but Orn lays him out with an RKO and stands tell silver with the crowd to close up this week's SmackDown. Overall, actually pretty fun. I, I mean, the fans of Brooklyn really love the... Um, they were hyped for this entire show. Overall score, I just want six out. Also, I would just watch the... Kevin Owens, Grace Waller. Now, if I had to pick a second match, I'd probably say Lashley and Butch. That's probably the only two I recommend checking from this show. And next week's special edition of Smackdown is going to be tribute to the troops. 
in three matches of eight. So we found our, like I said, we found our first two quarterfinals. We don't know the full bracket yet, but hopefully we'll find out soon. So the two are Bobby Dasha versus Karen Cross in a Survivor Series rematch, Dragon Lee versus Santos Escobar, and on that show, it would be Charlotte versus Asuka, and the CM Punk will be on the show as well. But that is uh, SmackDown. Now we'll head over to AEW Rampage, where we kick over to eight-man tattoo best friends, International Jam, Orange Cassidy, and Trent Brown, team of Hookhausen, FTW champion Hook, and Danhausen. They go against the Dark Order, Alex Reynolds, and Evil Uno, Matt Menard, and Angelo Parker. So Dark Order, Menard, and Parker go right after best friends of Hookhausen before even though Farris chops on Danhausen in the corner, but Danhausen delivers a boot to the midsection and whips him into the corner. Danhausen hits a hook around in a suplex, delivers a boot to Uno's midsection, then takes in Hook, and then Menard becomes legal. And then both teams started chatting in the ring before they all began brawling each other before best friends and Hookhausen in Dark Order, Menard and Parker crashing into each other and looked to hug, but the heels stopped them in the tracks and best friends Hookhausen hit Simon's suplexes and then hug each other. Hook fires off right hands on Angel Parker's midsection in the corner, but Menard catches him with a right hand of his arm. He delivers a backbreaker, holds Hook in place as Parker delivers a running knee before Trent Barretta takes Parker out, takes out Angel out, but Menard powerbombs him. Cassie catches up with a Dernio DT, but gets leveled by Evil Uno. The Danhausen hits Uno with a suplex, but Alex Rouse takes him out. Hook hits a T-bone suplex to him. Then Angel then hits Angel Parker with one before Evil Uno hits a boot to Hook's midsection. But Hook hits him with a T-bone suplex. Then we hear the music of Wheeler Yuta, and he appears at ringside, open the door for Matt Menard to attack Hook from behind his suplex. Angel Parker takes in, delivers a boot to Hook, and takes out the Reynolds. Fires the right hands on Hook's spine and takes in Menard as we go to commercial break. After the break, Menard takes it and Hook catches up with a flying clothesline. Beretta and Uno take it and Beretta levels Uno. Then he takes out uh, Reynolds with a pair of German suplexes. Cassie takes it and delivers his signature kicks to Dark Order, followed by a double draw kick to both men, followed by hitting Uno with Stun Dog Millionaire. Reynolds takes it and lands a boot to Cassie in the corner, sets him on the top turnbuck, climbs up the jump before Beretta loads him with a half and half suplex from the middle rope. Then House and Menard take it and Danhausen curses Menard, then grabs Jake Hager's purple hat from his trunks and puts it on. Hager charges him, but Cassie low bridges him out of the ring. Angel Parker pulls off the hat off Danhausen's head as Menard puts it. Menard is in place, but Hook locks him in the red room. Menard tries to help Angel Parker, but Danhausen rolls him up to, go in, to get the win for his team at 10 minutes and 7 seconds. Not a bad opening amen. This was actually kind of fun. I give this one 6 out of 10. Then we see Angel Parker approach Anna Jay in the outcast. Parker approaches him and asks they're ready, but Anna Jay makes it clear she wants to stay in the back. Then Tony Schiavone is in the ring, introduces Sting and Ric Flair, and then make their way down the ring. Sting references about his matches at the Mall of America. This is it's good to be back. He thanks fans for the memories, then thanks Tony Khan, Tony Schiavone, and Ric Flair. He hands the mic over to Flair, and Flair says he's covered a lot of ground and has a lot of fun. Then gives shout out to Dusty Rhodes, Ricky Dragsuit, and Sting. He says happy to be back in his hometown and says he'll be staying into the end. Then says they have remained respectful and us with each other. The close to that statement. And then we go to our second match of the show, Trios Action. By the way, this whole show is basically tagged about it's either Trios Action or Eight Men. But this is our first of three Trios matches on the show. Don Cow's family, Kanosuke to cash up, Powerhouse Hops, and Kyle Fletcher. Go gets Kid Sackett, Rennie D, and Jossie. Jossie fires right hands on Powerhouse Hobbs, but Hobbs stays on the feet and runs him over. Then Kid Sackett and Rennie D get in the ring, but Hobbs takes them both out with spine busters. Fletcher and the Kesha join Hobbs in the ring, and Fletcher sends Sackett 
crash into Matt with a pile driver. Takeshi does the same to Rennie and powerhouse ups his Jossie with the world's dangerous slam for the quick win at 57 seconds. Can't give it a range under a minute, so I'm gonna say no rating. And then after the match, Don Callis grabs my puts the going jets on notice. Then we go to our, our third match of the show, but our second trios match on here. The Elcast, Ruby So, and Soraya. Excuse me, Tino and AJ to go to Chris Statlander, Hikaru Shida, and Sky Blue. Statlander hits a mouth turn, and AJ for Hikaru Shida takes it, and Statlander trips Jay, and Shida hits a form. Then they connect with a double team elbow drop. Sky Blue takes and hits a kick to Anna J's hit, but Statlander takes over it in much to annoyance of Blue before Sheeta and Soraya become legal and Sheeta knelt rocks Soraya with a kick, gets her <coughs> gets her up on her shores and plays with a slam, then suplexes Ruby on top of her. Blue takes and hits a step up needs to Soraya. Ruby delivers a kick to her head from the apron while the referee has his back turned as we go to commercial break. After the commercial break, Statlander sends uh, Soraya crash and the mat looks for a pin, but Anna J breaks up the pin. Then Anna becomes legal on double teams for right before Jay looks to lock in the Queen Slayer. Stanley avoids the hole with a back suplex, but Anna plants her with a flat lock tags in Soho. Soho looks for a draw kick on Stanley, but accidentally hits uh, Anna Jay. Blue takes him, and Stanley gets uh, Ruby on her shorts to plant her face first, and then Blue falls up with the cold blue to get the win for her team at 7 minutes and 23 seconds. This was actually really fun uh, women's trios action. I give this one 6 out of 10. Then after the match, Anna J gets in Ruby's face. On the outside, Soraya drags her away. Then our main event, our final trios match on the show, they work horsemen, J.D. Drake, and Anthony Henry, teaming up with Brian Cage. Mostly, Brian Cage is in trios match with Mobile Emmys. But as, as everybody knows, Gates is in, is in Japan right now, competing in New Japan's World Tag League. And then he gets Pentagon Jr., Commander, and El Hijo de Fekingo. Commander looks for her girl on Brian Cage. But he avoids it and says Commander crash into the map. Pentagon Jr. takes in until there's a cross by up the top before Anthony Henry and El Hijo de Fakingo takes in. Fakingo hits a draw kick off the top rope, falls with a roundhouse kick and a flying form. Hits a Hercara off the top rope, lands a crouch group kick, then JD Drake takes it and Fakingo looks to catch up with a chop. Drake remains on his feet and levels Fakingo with a chop and tosses him across the ring. Then Fakingo loves him with a Hercara, sends him out of the ring. Pentagon and Commander takes down Cage and Henry, send him out to join. Uh, Drake, and they go over the top of the level mount. Fakingo gets caught, and Drake catches up with a strike as we go to commercial break. We come after break. Pentagon hits a pair of kicks to the work horseman, then catches them both with a double DDT. Commander takes and hits a draw kick off the top rope to JD, and it's like going to him in the corner off Pentagon's back. Then hits a lumbo to cage, holds him in place for Fakingo hit a double stop off the top rope. Pentagon climbs the top for him to do one of his own, goes for the cover, but cage kicks out the last second. Commander takes it and gets caught with a shoulder block by Cage and Midder. Then Henry takes it and they double team up with JD Drake. There was a stop off the rails for a two count as Fakingo broke up the pin. Pentagon sends Henry crashing in the mat with made in Japan or Pentagon's case made in Mexico. But Drake loves him with a cross screw neckbreaker. Commander takes Drake out with a back heel kick, but Cage holds him in place as Anthony goes for an Gary. He buddy accidentally hits Brian with the leading cage to take him out with a clothesline. Then JD confronts him, but he got caught with a roundhouse kick from Fakingo. So him and Prince House storm to the back as Pentagogier lays out Anthony Henry with a fear factor. Fakingo takes in Commander climbs the top, hits the rope rocket, shooting star press. Then Fakingo hits the 630 Centon to score the win for his team at 11 minutes and 13 seconds. Fun trios match. I just won 7 out of 10. And then the Pentagon, Commander, and Fakingo all celebrate the close of this week's rampage. I should really enjoy watching this week's episode of Rampage. 
I thought the last few weeks, like, were there. I mean, nothing to go and see. Oh, I'm going to give this one a 6 out of 10. On this show, I was, I'd say watch the the main event. If if I had to go, i say go watch the main event first. Then i say the 8-man tape be number 2. Then the women's trails match. And then you can skip the Don Cow's family trails action. But that is uh, Rampage. And then we're going to stick with AEW as we kick off our Saturday, December 2nd portion. With Collision. And we kick it off with promos from uh, the guys from the Continental Classic. As we have all three Blue League action on this show. And we're actually going to kick it off with the first of three Blue League of the 2023 Continental Classic. Or as most people jokingly call it, the C2. Claudia Cuss and Oli First Brother came both men to get uh, take first place with six points. Or possibly get uh, four points with a 20-minute time of draw. So they trade blows, start the matchup, and King gets a few clotheslines, but Claudio hits him right back. Multiple clotheslines went down until they both until they both hit some running ones, putting them down. But King hits a running kick to the face, and that took Claudio down. Claudio comes right back, but he hits a body slam on Brody for a clothesline over the top of to the outside. Claudio follows Brody and hits a running uppercut before throwing King into a guardrail, but King bounces right back and clotheslines Claudio to the floor. Then he takes off the protection from the guy and throws Claudio into the crowd as we go to commercial break. Then after the break, Claudio works on Brody's arm until King fights back and lays a running centum. He goes to the corner, but Claudio cuts him over to series of European uppercuts. Claudio takes him down, goes for the big swing, but King kicks out of it. Claudio comes back with a double stomp and got a two count. Brody runs to Claudio. And then, but Claudio throws him in the air, hits a uppercut for a two kick. I actually thought that was it, to be honest with you. Claudio uh, does the swing on Brody and then walks a sharpshoot, but Brody makes it to the ropes for a rope break. Claudio runs at Brody and Brody moves, throwing Claudio in the ring post, then hits a cannonball on Claudio, but Claudio kicks out at one. Then he slams Brody, but Brody kicks out at one of his own. Claudio comes at Brody, but he caught with a pile driver for a two cut of his own, then puts him away with a Fisher's looking uh, lariat. To get the win and go up to six points at 12 minutes and 34 seconds. Really fun match to kick off the show. I just won seven out of ten. So Brody King, as of right now, takes the lead at first, but I'll do the overall standings after this review. And we get a backstage problem from John Moxley that ran over on social media over the weekend. He said nobody does it like he does. Does it like he does it. He says his body hurts and lives in pain on a day-to-day basis. Mox says he feels like it's on a straight lane and he's sick and tired of being sick and tired. Mox says he's tired of being depressed and legit being pissed off. Mox says because of that he's going to wrestle and fight his way out of it. Mox says he's going to put every ounce of sweat and effort into the Continental Classic. He says he's the ace of the world and there's nothing anyone can bring him worse than the demons he fights on a daily basis. Mox says he has everyone to take their shot. As we go back to the ring, as we go to our second match, Abaddon versus Kiara Hogan. Uh, Abaddon corner, so Kiara look concerned. And then Kiara hits a shotgun drop, but Abaddon comes right out of a series of strikes. Abaddon runs out Hogan, moves, and ultimately into a hip attack and a super kick. Hogan lands a running kick to the head for a two count. Abaddon carries a move into a size lane and it hits a cutter for a two count. Then she plays with Kira before Kira counters with some kicks and a uh, rude awakening, paying out with Shirek Rude for a two count. And then before Abaddon hits the Black Delilah, 
to score the victory at three minutes and 41 seconds. Um, I, I like seeing it on TV this second time this year. Last time we saw it was around Halloween season. But honestly, I'm going to give this one. It was too short of a match, but it, it, it was good for a while. I'm just going to give this one a five out of ten. After the match, the lights went out. Once they came back, TBS James Julie Hart still in the ring behind Abaddon. Lights go out again, and Julie, when they come back, Julie disappears. Then we go backstage. Alex Marvis is with Samoa Joe. But Joe was caught by Roger Strong as he yells Samoa, and then he comes right down and says, Joe, which I got to laugh out of that. Then he said, Joe, try to break his neck twice, which is true. Roger says, MJF was a devil, and Joe, teaming with MJF means Joe will be attacked. Roger wins. It will be a step for MJF to have his goons beat the crap out of, of Joe. So Joe walks away while laughing. Then our third match of the show, our second Continental Classic Blue League action. By the way, uh, at the end of the review, I'll talk about all the upcoming Continental Classic matches from both blocks. But as we continue, Andre Ilo versus Dale Garcia. So coming in this match, this is actually Andre Ilo's first uh, action of the of the Continental Classic. And this is Dale Garcia's second because he lost to Claudio last week. But I hit him Brian Dales is the other one who hasn't competed yet. This is their first match on this week's episode. Andrade has to control and land some chops. Garcia tries to throw Andrade out of the ring, but El Ido does his tranquilo pose for the middle rope. Andrade goes to the top, hits a crossbody, then falls with a low draw kick, sends Garcia to the outside where he hits a splash. Back in the ring, he goes for a cover, but Garcia kicks out a one. Garcia fires up and works on Andrade's leg, hits a pair of dragon screws. Before Andrade goes to the outside, Garcia falls, but Andrade kicks Garcia in the midsection. Garcia fights back and throws Andrade into the guardrail. Back inside the ring, Andrade lands a ladder of chub and pushes him off the top rope before Garcia lands on the floor outside as we go to commercial break. We come back for break. Garcia <clears throat> ties Andrade in trio low, punches his knee, and then hits a right draw kick and a brain buster for a two count. Garcia... Hell, Andrade hit the wall, uh, chop, but Andrade comes back with a flying elbow. Garcia goes for a layer, but Andrade comes with three Mikos. And then Garcia puts him in the sleeper hold. Andrade works in the corner and hits the three Mikos on the second chance for a two count. Andrade goes for the figure four, but Garcia steps through and does the dragon tamer. But Andrade wiggles his way out and hits the El Idolo, basically that hammerlock DDT. I think Shivani called it a flatliner, I believe. But anyway, he gets to win at 11 minutes and 2 seconds. So Andrade gets his first 3 points on the board while Garcia remains winless. Another fun match. I just won 7 out of 10. And then we go, <clears throat> excuse me, we go backstage with you. Millie Matt cuts a problem because of Warlow. And before Kingdom makes their way down to the ring and Roger yells and says Mojo is new freshman by proxy. He raises that MJF is the devil and he dedicates the upcoming match to Adam Cole. So we go to our fourth match of the show, tag team match, the Kingdom Matt Taven and Mike Bennett versus the Iron Savages, Brolder and Bronson. The Iron Savages had control early until Matt Taven turns things around a kick to the head. Bronson comes up with a uh, choke bomb for a two count. Boulder takes it and dances low before missing a moonsault. And then Kingdom hits Deer Spike Powder. I forget the name of their tag team move for the quick win at two and a half minutes. Honestly, this did not need to be on the show. I, I know I said like a broken record, but honestly, this did not have to be on the. So going in the show, there was five matches made, so they added two more. And honestly, this this was one of the last minute. This did not need to be on the show. I'm gonna just one of two out of ten. 
After Matt Strong, Ron's and Ray hit laser Jack James with a running knee, then returns to his wheelchair. Then after we go to backstage call from Ethan Page, he said he's been on the role of Ring of Honor. He said he wanted to be the biggest names in Canada and challenges Kenny Omega to be the best Canadian wrestler. And then we get a Will Nigel Mercedes Martinez video package. As we go to our fifth match, House of Black, Melkai Black, and Buddy Matthews go against Christopher Daniels and Matt Seidel. So Buddy Matthews and Matt Seidel begin the match. They trade strikes and Seidel got the better before taking Christopher Daniels. Matthews kicks Daniels away and takes in Melkai. And then Money Thieves takes back and runs a chop to Daniels. Then Daniels runs a kick from Melkai. With Daniels on the outside, Melkai hits a moonsault from the second rope as we go to pitcher pitcher break. We come back for break. Seidel has control and pits Melkai for a two count after a lay drop. Sado goes to the top rope, but Malachi cuts him off. Daniels runs in, in the save and double team Meteoras. Sado hops up and runs into a knee from Matthews. Then Buddy runs into a knee from side L. Things break down as Daniels hits splash on Malachi on the outside. Then back inside the ring, he tries to roll him up, but Malachi gets over. Matthews lays him out with the curse stomp, and then Malachi lays him out with the black mass. That's not the official name, but that's what I'm going to call it. For the To get the win at 8 minutes and 40 seconds. Really fun match. I give this one 6 out of 10. Then after the match, the lights go out and FTR walk to the ring. Malachi grabs a microphone and says FTR will show the House of Black. Malachi says FTR family man and the only people to be there for FTR is the House of Black as the fans chant for uh, House of Black. They were an eerie pizza video for the show. Malachi says he never once told a lie and, <clears throat> and Bud's nobody meant. Malachi lays on the mic and FTR went to pick it up. The House of Black attacks them. Black Malachi lands a black mask on Cash Wheeler. Malachi gets in my video, so no one's coming to say FTR, and then lays out Dax Hart with another black mask. Then we get an interview with Renee Paquette with the woman's shame, Tony Storm. She asked for RJ City and complains that her hair wasn't finished. Tony talks about how she was interrupted by Sky Blue, and she made fun of her inner spookiness. And then some went for her, said she only goes far because of her ass, and then Storm walks away. Speaking of Sky Blue, we ate. Promo from Sky Blue. And then she she basically said she's got to shove a shoe up her ass. Then our match number six, El Hedro defeat Kingo, goes 1-0 with Kip Sabian. This was another last-minute match, by the way. Fikingo goes for a running splash by Sabian, gets his foot up by Fikingo to cut him off, then hits the Muto off the second rope to Fikingo, who was on the outside, as we go to commercial break. Then after the commercial break, Fikingo hits a modified GTS before it hits a uh, like 360 move, which was cool. Saving comes right back, but they fight on the top rope. Saving gets the best, but it goes for a cover for a two-get off a roll-up. Fikingo comes back, goes to the top rope, but saving on the outside. He comes a cross-screw Daniel splash back inside the ring. Or lands a cross-screw Daniel splash back in the ring. My apologies. And then hits the 6-3 splash. They get the win at 8 minutes and 3 seconds. Another fun for a last minute match. It's actually rule. I only gives one a six out of ten as well. Yeah, I know some people said this should. I mean, technically, yeah, Tony Khan really needs to stop adding matches last minute. But this one, I give a pass on. That's a match for Kingo went for a hinge, but Sammy left the ring. Then we get we go backstage to a Keith Lee promo before Shane Taylor walks in the frame says they should give the people the fight they really want to see. So he challenges Keith Lee to a match at Ring of Honor's final battle, and Keith Lee accepts it. By the way, for Ring of Front, we have three matches officially made for that match now, for that show now, as is, the show is literally on December 15th. The backstage CJ pair was shown in front of Andre Idolo's dressing room. Miro shows him, and CJ told Miro not to lay a hand on Andrade. Miro gives Perry his word they want to touch Andrade. Then we go to our main event, 
the third and final Blue League match of the show. Brian Danielson versus Eddie Kingston. Both men look to get three points on the board. This is Danielson's first match with Kingston's second. Kingston lost to Brody King last week in a really fun match. So they felt each other at the beginning of things. Danielson backs Kingston in the corner and slaps the hell out of him. Then they went back to feeling each other until Kingston chops Danielson out of his head and went to the mat. Kingston run, <clears throat> went to Danielson's arm, but Danielson trips him, works some kicks, and Danielson hits some chops, providing some kicks. Here's a German suplex, and Kingston is on the apron. Danielson kicks Kingston's legs to take him down. With them on the outside, Eddie lands a back suplex on the floor as we go to our final commercial break of the show. And then after the commercial break, Danielson hits him up with a shotgun dragging Eddie. Before they went off the top rope, they get back to their feet and shake strikes. Kingston lifts Danielson, but Danielson catches into a cross-face attempt. But he locks in the you know, bell lock. But Kingston punches way out of it. Danielson returns to bear with some slaps. Goes for the uh, Bicycle knee, but he misses. And Kingston catches him with a spring back fist for a close two count. Then gets another two count off of a close suplex. Kingston hits him knees to Danielson's oral bone. Danielson comes with a back body drop and a roundhouse kick. Hits a series of yes kicks before Kingston catches a frontal kick and lays in some chops. Then a half and a half suplex. Goes for our back fist, but Danielson carries for a suplex of his own. He goes back to the yes kicks, another suplex, and then does the uh, stomps to the face. Kingston flips him off, and Danielson hits the psycho knee to get the win and gets his first three points on the board at 16 minutes and 50 seconds. Wow, what excellent match between these two guys. I give this one a 9 out of 10. Really, really fun match. Danielson never has honestly shitty matches, if I'm being honest. And Kingston now goes to 0 and 2. I actually thought they were going to do the time limit drop, to be honest with. You. By the way, 20 minutes are on the board for each. Then after the match, Danielson celebrates with Eddie Grass fan from the slices, Eddie's a bum, and puts on top of Kingston to close up this week's show. Overall, for episode uh, 25 of. Collision. I thought this was another fun show. I'm going to use one of these 7 out of 10. Honestly, I would just watch the the Blue League matches. I know there were some matches on the show, and honestly, they, TK really needs to stop doing it, because before the show, I, there was about 5 was made, but honestly, like, the only two matches, I said watch the only two I would say skip is the Kingdom for Zara Savages and uh, Avid Offers. That's probably the only two I recommend skipping. But the Condo Classic. So I'll top of the standings first. So Blue Lake, Birdie King takes first place with six points, three wins, and sorry, two, two wins and zero losses. Uh, Claudio Castanoli with three points in second place with one win, one loss. Andrade and Brian also three points, but they have one win, zero losses. And in last place, Dale Christian and Eddie Kingston with no points, no wins, and two losses. So next set uh, tournament. So on Wednesday on Dynamite, it's going to be Swerve Strickland versus Mark Briscoe. Swerve with six points, Mark with zero. John Moxley versus Roosh. Both Moxley also has six points, going against Roosh with three points. And the Battle of Jays as Jay White with three points versus Jay Lethal with zero points. Then on next week's collision, it's Birdie King with six points versus Dale Christian with zero points. Andrade L. Edel Ofer with three points versus Brian Dillon with three points. And Claudio Castanoli with three points versus Eddie Kingston with zero. I'm pretty excited for those matches. But yeah, overall, I say just watch. I would just skip the, like I said, the Kingdom for Zars and Avedon versus Kira Hogan. But that is uh, AEW Collision. And then we'll go over to Wrestling World Wobbers season finale. This is, our, this is their final show of 2023. 
So we kick it off with the Revolver World title on the line. Jake Chris retains over Grinka Logo Olympics in 50 seconds. In tag match, Chris will be on first. Jim Strake and Zach Gibson defeating Trey McGowan and Zachary Wentz of the Rascals at 9 minutes and 52 seconds. Killer Kelly defeat M.A. Sakura at 7 minutes and 34 seconds. Represent Dragon Gate, Miss Sakamoshi to be Mike Bailey, 14 minutes and 31 seconds. And a fatal subway match for the golden ticket. That's basically their version of Money in the Bank. Ace Austin defeat Allen Angels, Brink Oakley, Jake Something, J Casey Jacobs, Matthew Palmer, and Pledge, 11 minutes and 20 seconds. Ortiz defeat Brian Keith. Cinema made a mixed tag. Sorry, this was originally was supposed to be a mixed tag team, uh, no DQ match, but Ali Catch couldn't go on the because I think she was double booked. I think she was on G yeah, she was on GCW, so double booked. So JD Dunn got Damian Chambers. And Jessica Simi Cowling does get to win over the unit at 12 minutes and 34 seconds. And a minute six man tag team match for the World Tag Team Toss. The champions Red, Alice Coleman, Ricky Shig Page, and Steve Macklem. Defeating the second gear crew, one call manners, Miss Warner, and Matthew Justice at 16 minutes and 18 seconds. So that was Preston Revolver. And actually, speaking of GCW, we're going to go over to that show now. Come on, dude. And before I tell you, I forgot to mention at the top of the show, uh, on Friday show, I'll be talking about GCW's What Is Your Choice and West Coast Pro Wrestling's Monster, as both of those are actually happening as I'm recording. So I'll talk about those on Friday's episode. But back to D's Saturday show from GCW. Come on, dude. Kicks up with the JCW tell Jordan Oliver James over at zero at 10 minutes and 11 seconds. Cole Rock to be Marcus Matthews, eight minutes and seven seconds. And Tad's Magic Ultra Fallen Yamashita. Team of Masa Slamage to be Miracle Generation as Dustin Waller and Kylan King, 14 minutes and 15 seconds. Effie defeating Santana Jackson, 14 minutes and 34 seconds. In Tadman, the main event, Jay Lines and Medallis Black to be Women Girls, Jalen Brandon and Trayvon Jordan, 13 minutes and 3 seconds. Power up for Charles at uh, Richard Holly in the no contest, 5 minutes and 32 seconds. Yuga Sakai defeated Lofisto, 11 minutes and 54 seconds. In a fatal five fatal five-way match, Griffin Griffin McCoy defeating Gabriel Sky, Nolan Kanato, R1, and Raheem Royal, 7 minutes and 3 seconds. Sawyer rectifying Jimmy White 10 and a half minutes. In the main event, Blake Christian defeating Alex Pride at 20 minutes and 23 seconds to retain the GZ World Top. But I did miss it. I thought Ali Catch was on the show, but she wasn't. So I do apologize for that miscommunication. But that was uh, GCW. Then we'll go over to Black Label Pros. Slamtation. This is their last show up 2023 as well. So we kick it off with TJ Crawford defeating Dax Raw 10 minutes and 1 second. Hayne Backlund for sure. Allods in double pin. 8 minutes and 50 seconds. In a street fight, Sasha McKinsey defeating Sean Rossep. Yes, that's Sean Rossep from Fightful. 9 minutes and 31 seconds. And Tad's Imagine, Latino's most wanted. Coda Hernandez and Sabian Gage defeating Twist and Foot, Darian Fly and Nick Cobain. 8 minutes and 52 seconds. Orlando Cologne defeating Rico Gonzalez. 9 minutes and 48 seconds. And tag match at Side Brooks on game round to being Natural Saints, Adam Slate, and Bradley Priest got four, nine minutes and 12 seconds. Mikey Eater defeating Rachel Armstrong, 11 minutes and 22 seconds. Dana Dad defeating Derek Dongo, 10 and a half minutes. For the Midwest Hall, the challenger Matt Malowski defeating the champion Calvin Tegman at 10 minutes and 46 seconds. In a Black Label Pro Heavyweight Hall, number one contender, Fatal 40 match. Joshua Bishops defeating Kamaru Jackson, Eli Islam, and May Jolly at 8 minutes and 9 seconds. In the main for the Black Label Pro Tag Team Tells, the champions August Matthews and David Bang. Defending the offense is forever. That's the Black Label Pro Heavyweight Champion Kevin Koo and Dominic Canari at 14 minutes and 37 seconds to retain the title. So that was Black Label Pro. 
then we go over to All Japan Pro Wrestling's Real World Tag League slash Junior Bell Glory Night Set. Uh, night 8. So we kick out with the first Junior Bell Glory match. We have Kojo Mao defeating, right, anyway, at 4 minutes 24 to face Solitary Art. Our second Junior Battle Glory match, Hikari Sori defeated Farmer Abe at 6 minutes 52 seconds with Waka Kami. Some non-tournament action, the first of two on the show, World Tag Champ Jun Saito and Kakashi defeat Embari Tao Mascaras and Asusuke Aoyagi, 10 minutes and 46 seconds via Psycho Break. And the other non-tournament match in Tag Team Action, Evolution's All Japan TV 6-man Tag of Suwama and Dame Tamara defeating Black Morante and Carbell Ito at 10 minutes and 46 seconds via Death Valley Bomb. Then the first of four real world tag league matches. Kashora Tokyo Japan's Saiku Tanabacha defeating Suchi Ishikawa and Renabe at 10 minutes and 51 seconds via small package. Second real world tag league action non tile all Asia tag chips eruption. Yuki Sakaguchi and Hidaki Okatani defeating the Triple Crown Heavyweight Jim Katehiko Nakajima and Okato Amori 14 minutes and 15 seconds via God's right knee. Our third real world tag league match. Rocky Honda and Yuma Enzai defeating Bunk Orchestra, Kidolo Dalmao, and Hayao Tamara. 13 minutes and 3 seconds via small package. Semi main the final real world tag league match. Ryan Davidson and Cyrus defeating Kitomi Hira and Yuma Ayagi at 22 minutes and 2 seconds via reverse flash. In the main event, the final Junior Battle Glory match on the show. Ryzen Hayato defeating Yuraki Doi. 9 minutes and 49 seconds via Sid Vicious. So the real world tag leads to after night 8. First place, Shurokan Heavyweight Champion, Katsuhiko Nakajima and Hokuto Amori with 10 points, 5 wins, and 2 losses. Kento Mihiro and Yumanagi in 2nd place with 9 points, 4 wins, 2 losses, 1 draw. And 3rd place, World Tag Champs, Sire All Asia Tag Champs, Eruption, Ultimate TV 6 Man Tag Champs, Swan, Dagasuki, and Ryan Davis and Cyrus with 8 points, 4 wins, and 3 losses. In 4th place, Buck Elkishaw with 6 points, 3 wins, 4 losses. In 5th place, Rakiana Yuma Enzo with 5 points. Two wins, four losses, and one draw. And in last place, Kishore Tokyo Japan and <clears throat> Sigi Tanabaja, Aloha Suji, Shikawa Rent Abe, all have four points with two wins and five losses. In Junior Battle Glory standings after night eight, at first was Akari Sun, Rice and with seven points, three wins, three losses, one draw. So that's, it's fine. Their tournament, it, this was their last tournament action. As today was the last block action for Junior Belt, which I'll get to on the Sunday portion. But Fermi Abe also has seven points, but he has three wins, two losses, one draw. And Koji Yamato also has seven points, but he has two wins, one loss, and three draws. Dan Tamara and Nurka Dori in second place with six points, with two wins, two losses, and two draws. In the last place, Azusuke Oyagi, <clears throat> right, anyway, with five points, two wins, three losses, and one draw. So that's all Japan Pro Wrestling. Then we go over to New Japan Pro Wrestling's World Tag League Night Number Ten. This is B Block action. We kick it off with a Dark Match. Doki to beat Soma Kato at three minutes thirty-two seconds via Foot Stomp. Dark and again, this match was not aired on New Japan World. So the show actually aired started with Tag Match at Chaos and their Opioid Six Man Tag Tomori Ichi and Toriyano defeat Yuji Nakashima and Oscar Lube of Young Blood six minutes and fifty-nine seconds via Slime Close on Nakashima. Six minutes had to make. We had Gates of Agony and Bolton Ole defeating United Empire's Grail Khan, Kalanul, and Inari at 9 minutes and 22 seconds. Fiat Fall from Heaven on Newham. Then 8 minutes had to make. We had 
Bull Clubs, Alex Coggan, Game Kid, Tragedies More, and Ghetto, defeating the House of Torture, Yuzhu Takahashi, Yuzhu Morikawa, Evil, and Show, at 7 minutes and 28 seconds via uh, Brent Shot to uh, Ghetto. <clears throat> then 6 minutes and 10 minutes, actually, Shota Umino, Ren Narita, and Master Wado, defeating Team DK at 9 minutes and 33 seconds via Blaze Blade on Fujita. Then our first of four B block actions of World Tag League. Non-tell, strong oh boy Tatchim's Grass and Destiny versus Rogue Army. And Rogue must win or they are eliminated. So Grass does mathematically eliminate Rogue Army. Elements in two seconds via Springboard Thunderkiss 86 on Ponza. Second B block action, just five guys defeating Silvernard Jr. and Atlas Jr. at 15 minutes and two seconds via Crucifix Road on Atlas Jr. Semi-Mavent. Minoru Suzuki and Yuji Naga getting the win over Monster Sauce at 10 minutes and 23 seconds via backdrop suplex at Alex Singh. And our main the other non-title B-Block, actually Walt Tagli, the IWGB Tetris, Bishamon, Hiroki Go, and Yoshihashi, defeating LAJ's Sonodon Jr. and Yoji Suji at 14 minutes and 6 seconds via Shoto on Sonodon Jr. Sustains after night 10. In first place, Jets fight guys Monster Sauce with 8 points, 4 wins, and 1 loss. And second place, strong Opoid Tatchips, Chris Desis with six points, three wins, and two losses. And third place on the bubble by three teams going into tomorrow's of the Monday, December 4th shows are on the bubble. So there are IWGB Tatchips, Bishamon, and Silver Energy and Alex with five points, two wins, two losses, one draw. They're on the bubble. And also LIJ in fourth place with four points, two wins, and three losses. They're also on the bubble. And the only teams officially learning from B Block action. It's Rook Army, Minoru Suki, and Eugene Nagawa. Two points, one win, and four losses. So, like I said, next B-Ball will be on December 4th. But that was New Japan Pro Wrestling. Then we go over to Dragon Gate's Fantastic Gate Night number three. Uh, night number two. Actually, I wrote number three on my notes, but it should be night number two. Night three will be today, December 3rd. Anyway, six minutes. Wait, <clears throat> excuse me. Natural Fox, Jack Von Kimmage, Strong Machine J, UT. They've been open to trial game change, Dragon Cannon, Yamile, and Jakey Horaguji via pinfall at 10 minutes and 5 seconds. Don Fuji, Prime Dragon at 5 minutes and 38 seconds via Super Chokeslam. Eight man tag with C Prize, open to very good game, Asian, Shun Skywalker, Yoshihiko Kado, and Kai. Defeating D Courage at 10 minutes and 25 seconds with Jinju on Ryo Tanaka. Lose Monte and Hyo defeat M3K, Smooch Smooch, Yoshi Kanda, 11 minutes and 55 seconds for the same skin driver and tag team action. In the main event, six man tag team match, we had Naturalized, Big Botch Musu, Jason Lee, and Kazi defeating Gold Class, Gold Class at 21 minutes and 4 seconds for running Ubble Smash. So that was uh, Dragon Game. Then we go over to. Stardom Nagoya Big Winter. So the pre-show match was Mario Yamasaki and Hanako to beat Mir Shirokawa and Yusuke at 8 minutes 24 seconds via Tenzai. Actual show starts with the R-Star and Chapin May Sir Sakura defeat Roka at 5 minutes 27 seconds via My Breville. Non-title match Cosmic Angels, Yuna Miss Mori and Sari Enu defeating the new black tag team champions Ring Gore, Sai, Ida, and Hiden at 7 minutes and 6 seconds via 10 Talon. For the high speed top, May Saray retains over the high retains the high speed top over our star champ Tekla. Eight minutes and five six feet of massacre. Six four and tag actually only ties Momotanabe, Starlight Kid, Natihiko Tor, defeating God's Eyes One Star Champion, Marai, Emi Sore, and Suri. Nine minutes and nine seconds for Swan Tom Bomb. 
And at UWF Rules Match, Nene Takahashi defeats Scavenger Navy Hurricane by TKO via back elbow at 7 minutes and 21 seconds. For the New Japan Straw Women's Hall, the champion Julie retains over Asumi, 12 minutes and 56 seconds for your Lights Bomb. For the Fade Cades, Goddess of uh, Stardom titles, Aphrodite, Yutami Hayashisa, and Simon Kamatai defeating the 2023 Goddess of Stardom Tag League winners. Defying Kingdom, Micah and Megan Bain at 13 minutes and 8 seconds via German Suplex. And the main event for Suzuki String Queen of Main Event Spot, the 2023 5-star Grand Prix winner Suzuki defeating Hasuki at 14 minutes and 16 seconds via German Suplex. On this show, I say just watch the last three matches the, from the Strong Woman's title on. That's my top three of the show, but that is stardom. And we'll go over to Pro Wrestling Noah's The Best. And we kick it over with Titan Magic, Kai Fujimura and Leona, defeat Yuyowa and Daijo Sawa by submission via figure four, nine minutes and 19 seconds. And six man tag team, we have Hardcore Jim and Ninja Mac, Extreme Tiger and Alejandro, the Alpha So, Super Crazy and Teriyaki, at 10 minutes and 32 seconds via Empty Bullet. And Titan Magic, Masakimiya and Daiki Imba, defeat Stanley Rogers and Vinny Masoro at 11 minutes and 47 seconds by submission via in Prison Lock. And Titan Magic, Itan Hayata defeat Asuchi Kojige in high 69 at 8 minutes and 16 seconds via draw kick. And six man tag team match, we have Ryan Oiwe, Kitukimiya, and El Hidro de Wagner Jr. getting the win over Reels, Timothy Thatcher, Sexton Hugsy, Asuchi Tanaguchi, 17 minutes and 2 seconds via Wagner Driver. For the national title, Jack Morris retains over Hydrant Aura, 13 minutes and 58 seconds via Tiger Driver. Semi main event, 10 man tag team match, good looking guys, GC tag team, Anthony Green, LG Clear, Jake Lee, Yohei Tadetsuke, defeating Go Shosaki, Takashi Segura, Naimuji Mirafuji, Juju Milwaukee, and Suji Kondo at 22 minutes and 46 feet draw kick. And the main event for and tag team matching, Tatsumi Fujinami and Minobi Soya, defeating Jinsei Sasaki and GT Heavyweight Champion Keno at 26 minutes and 18 seconds by submission via Dragon Sleeper. So it's Pro Wrestling Noah. Then we go over to DDT's Grand D.O. Grand Prix Night Number Two. As we kick it off with eight man tag team, we have Burnings, six man tag team, Junakiyama and Yusuke Okada. Team of Yuki Yino and Ryoka defeat the 37 command KOD Opoi Chim Yuki Yino and Toi Kojima. Team of Takashi Masa and Kasumi Sumi at nine minutes and 57 seconds for Sun Death. Then first boot. Uh, Tormid action from B Block. Chris Brooks defeating Cannon at 9 minutes and 27 seconds via Prey Mantis Bomb. Then Champion First Champ B Block action. Universal Champ Mo defeating Extreme Champion Kazuka Hara. 10 minutes and 6 seconds via Hurricane Kick. Then for the KOD tag team titles, Roman Stein, Soma Takao, and Shota retains over Torres Aguero representing Freedom and Akito at 10 minutes and 46 seconds via Kanosuke Clutch. Then our first of two Block A actions of the DO Grand Prix. Kasashika Hayaguchi defeating Dasasuke Sasaki at 13 minutes and 55 seconds via Brain Claw. And our final B-Block action of the show, Yuki and I defeating Rai Saito, 15 minutes and 10 seconds via World's Best Backdrop. And the main event, A-Block action of the Dio Grand Prix, Harshima defeating Tetsuya Endo at 17 minutes and 13 seconds via Otashi. <clears throat> so standings after night two from Block A. And first place, KOD Opoichi Yuki Ino and Yuki Ino. With two points, one win, and zero losses. And Kazuka, Hayaguchi, and Harshima also have two points, but they have one win and one loss. In last place, Tsushima Endo and Desuka Sasaki with zero points, no wins, and one loss. From B Block, Yuki and I takes first place with four points, two wins, zero losses. 
second place Universal Team Mo, Chris Brooks, Rice Island Canyon with two points, one win, one loss. And Kaczynski hired that the extreme champion and in last place with no points, with no wins, in two losses. So that was DDT. And we're actually going to stick with DDT as we're going to go right into the Sunday, December 3rd shows as we kick it off with DDT Dio Grand Prix day number three. This is their second day about in Shinduku phase. So in time to imagine Cannon and Dimas defeat Mikami and Kazusuka Sumi at 10 minutes 36 by Balagusa. At 8 minutes, we have Hiroshima, Akio, Toikijima, and Takashi Masa defeating uh, <clears throat> 6 minutes, Tajima, Junakiyama, and over 4 champ, Madoka Oyoshi. Yusuke Okabaru got at 8 minutes and 56 via Master Power, Kobu Mogamoku. Then we have 4 uh, DO Grand Prix matches, 2 from each block. <clears throat> Excuse me, from B Block, Yuki and I defeating Extreme Champion Kazuka Hara, Elements 39 Sophia World's Best Backdrop, and A Block, Tuesday, and defeat Yuki and I at 13 minutes 36 seconds via Burning Star Press. For an, at our other A Block match, non title, KOD Opoi Champion Yuki and Noah versus Discuss Desuke Sasaki into the 30 minute tunnel match. So both men get a point each. And the main the Universal was actually underlined during this match. Mo retains over Chris Brooks at 21 minutes and 34 seconds via Kano. So that there, but the standings are so first place KOD Opoi Champion Yuki Yano goes to three points, one win, zero losses, one draw. Then second place to see and Kasuga Hayaguchi Harshwa and Yuki Yano all have two points, one win, one loss. In the last place, this guy Sasaki has one point, no wins, one loss, and one draw. Then in B block, in first place, Yuki Knight still remains undefeated with six points, three wins, zero losses. In second place, Universal Champion with four points, two wins, one loss. In third place, Chris Brooks with two points, one win, two losses. Cannon with two points as well, but he's one win, one loss. And Rice so also has two points, but he's one win and one loss. And in the last place, Extreme Champion Kazuka Hara with no points as he has no wins and three losses. So that was uh, DDT Grand Prix. And we'll go over to All Japan Pro Wrestling Real World Tag League slash Junior Belt of Glory Day number nine. So we kick it off with a real, real world tag league match. Rei Kuhana Yuma Enzai. Defeating all the Shitachi's eruption at 9 minutes 16 seconds for a final event. So Honda and Enzai go up to 7 points while Eruption stays at 8. Another real world tag league match. Kajora, Tokyo, Japan, and Shisaki Tanabachi. They go up to 6 points by defeating Cyrus and Ryan Davison. 8 minutes and 15 seconds for a uh, roll up on Ryan Davison. So Cyrus and Davison stay at 8 while Tokyo, Japan, and Tanabachi go up to 6. Then our non tournament match, 6 minute tag match, we had. Akari Saito, Bodyguard, and and Sagi defeat Rai Saito. <clears throat> sorry, I'm in. Oh, sorry. Bodyguard, Hikari Saito, and Tetsuya Matsu Suza defeat Insagi, Black Miranda, Rai Saito, and 10 minutes, 22 seconds for Rising Dragon. The back to Rare World Tag League action. Bulk Okishra defeat Triple Ground with Jim Katsuhiko Nakajima, Hokuto Amore, at 10 minutes, 34 seconds for Galato Special. So, Bulk Okishra. Goes up to eight points with four wins and four losses. Well, Nakajima and Omori stay at 10 points with five wins and three losses. Then our first of three Junior Battle Glory matches. 
I am Skeo Yagi, defeating for me, I'll be at 8 minutes and 5 seconds via uh, Boston Crab. So both of these guys, Torrance will end with 3 wins, 3 losses, and 1 draw. Dan Tamara, our second junior battle court match, Dan Tamara, he goes up to 8 points to secure his first spot in the finals, defeating Ryu anyway at 8 minutes and 27 seconds via Powerball. So Dan Tamara ends his uh, round robin action with 8 points, 3 wins, 2 losses, and 2 draws. So he'll for the second year in a row, he will go to the finals. Ryo anyway stays at five points with two wins, four losses, and one draw. <clears throat> and then our final Junior Battle Glory action, the winner will join Dan Tamara in the finals, and that will be Renaroki Doi defeating Koji Yamato at eight minutes and seconds via small package. <clears throat> so Doi, he ends his tournament with three wins, two losses, and two draws. He joins Dan Tamara with eight points. So our finals on Wednesday, December 6th will be Dan Tamara for Renaroki Doi. And Koji Yamato ends his tournament with two losses, uh, two wins, two losses, and three draws at seven points. Semi-main in the real world tag league action, non-title world tag champion Saito Brothers. They go up to 10 points with five wins and three losses. They defeat Shuji Ishikawa and Ren Abe, who stays at four points with two wins and six losses. At 14 minutes and three seconds, they refer stoppage and the move with Psycho Dream. And the main our final real world tag league match on the show, All Japan TV six-man tag, so Wama Hideki Suzuki. They go up to 10 points. They join Nakajima no more and Cybers in first place with 10 points. At five wins and three losses, they defeat Kitsumi here in Yuenagi, who stays at nine points with four wins, three losses, one draw. At 14 minutes and 46 seconds via last right on Yuenagi. <clears throat> so that is, uh, we're all, 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 all Japan Pro Wrestling. And now we're going to over to New Japan Pro Wrestling. So they're going to go to World Tag League Night number 11. So in first. Our first match, six man tag, Bolo Clubs, Bellify, Jack Bonds, and Taiji Jamor, defeating Just Five Guys, KBW 23 Champion Taiji, Yuya Moore, and Doki, and eight minutes 50, 42 to defeat Nepal, Thunder Drummer, and Doki. Second match, Tiger Mask, Summoner Jr., and Elias Jr., defeating Girls of Destiny, nine minutes and 14 to defeat Moonsault on Jado. Third match, Minoru Suzuki, Yuji Nagai, Master Wild, defeating IDGB, Tachis, Bishamon, and Togwahama, and nine and a half minutes defeat Gosh Style Padre on Togwahama. Match number four, an eight-man tag team with LAJ defeating Monster Stars, Frisco Gucci and Oscar Lube at 11 minutes and one second via Poppin' Bomber and Oscar Lube. Then our first of four block eight action. So United Empire must win or they are mathematically eliminated. And I'll get to the full scenarios at the end of this uh, part. So United Empire goes up to six points with three wins and three losses. They defeat Gates Agony at 16 minutes and 18 seconds via Eliminator on uh, Bishop Khan. Then Q came here right anyway. They have to win to still be mathematically alive, but Chaos does spoil that as they get to win over them at 13 minutes and 47 seconds via Brain Buster on right anyway. So Chaos goes up to four, eight points with four wins and two losses. Well, Kimi and Oiway stay at four points with two wins and four losses. And due to them being at four points, they are mathematically eliminated. Semi-main event, House of Torture is in the same boat. They must win to bat back with stay alive. Otherwise, they are eliminated. And Bull Cup War Dogs does the job as they get to win over House of Torture at 14 minutes, 3 seconds via high jack pile driver on Yujiro Takahashi. So House of Torture stays at 4 points with 2 wins, for so they are matter of fact eliminated. Bull Cup War Dogs still has a chance to get to the uh, semifinals as they also have 8 points with 4 wins and 2 losses. And the main event, 
DMDK getting the win over Shoto Umino and Narita at 20 minutes via Tank Buster and Shoto Umino. So Umino and Narita stay at six points with three wins with three loss. And DMDK has five wins at 10 points with five wins and one loss. So Chris Charlton did confirm on Twitter that our three remaining. So everybody under eight points is actually mathematically eliminated. So when they first talked about the preview, when they, they didn't actually put that for Umino and Narita, even though technically they should have. Well, they probably didn't know, but anyway. <clears throat> so basically, since DMDK got to 10 points, Umino and Narita and Unite are mathematically eliminated. So Chris Charlotte said on Twitter that DMDK, Bullcabor, and Chaos are the three teams still alive to make it semifinals. And he said that DMDK and Bull will put the winner basically takes for will take first place. And if Team DK does magically somehow lose, they can still take second place if United Empire defeats Chaos because Chaos does have the win over Team DK. So if Chaos wins, and so basically the scenarios, I think I'm correct, but I could be wrong. So anybody correct me. Team DK, they just have to win or go to a draw because if they go to a draw, it would be 11 points and Bullcup Bordos will go to nine. So basically they need to win or draw. Bullcup Bordos basically they just have to win as well. For Chaos, they have, but they need Team DK to lose and they have to win. And United Empire basically just has this, or basically playing spoilers, but that's the scenarios there. But it's uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling. Then we go to Star and Waka Kama. We kick it off with our Star Champ May Sakura defeating Yusuke at 8 minutes and 9 seconds via Shining Buster. Mir Shirakawa defeat Hanago at 8 minutes and 44 seconds and play DDT. Momo wants to be Ina Mori at 8 minutes and 10 seconds via B Driver. 6 woman tag team with Don Domano, our star champions, Julia and Tekla. I love of Micah, they defeat Oitai, Starlight Kit, Natsuhiko Tara Roka at 8 minutes and 13 seconds via Michinoku Driver to Aroka. Semi main event, 6 woman tag team match. We had Crazy start as high speed champ May Sarah in the 2023 five star Grand Prix winner Suzuki. Oh, Maggie Bay defeating stars that is new blood tag champs Hina and Saida and Hasuki at 10 minutes and 47 seconds fit at five. In the main event, eight woman tag team match, we had God Dice, Wonder Star Chain Mirai, Emmy Soray, and Suri. Team was Gavin Navy and Hurricane. They defeat Queen Quest, God Star Champ, Itoni Aishista, Summon Kamatani, Mayu Amasaki, and Asumi. 13 minutes and 37 seconds via Larry on Amasaki. That's a match. Shuri announced that her scavenging hurricane will be part of uh, God's eye going forward, but that is stardom. And to close out this week's show, we will go to Fantastic Gate day number three. So, opening match six minutes we had D Courage defeating M3K and Jiggy Horaguji nine minutes and 26 seconds via Battle Hook. And Tad's mentioned the machine, Strong Machine J and Strong Machine F, defeating Prom Dragon Ride to not get it. Six minutes and 32 seconds. Machine Suplex. Third match, Tad's matching Gold Class, Colton Menor and Ben K. First, Lewis Montaigne Hyo into No Contest in nine minutes and 28 seconds due to C. Brad's interfering. Match number four, an eight man Tad's match. We had Natural Fives defeating C. Brad's at 12 minutes 27 seconds via Jackie Knife. In the main event, in tag team match, we have BB Hulk and Kazi defeating the Open the Triangle Champions, Yamal and Dragon Kit at 14 minutes and 34 seconds with EVOP. And as the 
uh, show for this week, guys. Like I said, on Friday, I'll talk with the Jesus Warriors Your Choice and the West Coast Pro Show. And also talk about the shows for Monday for Thursday. Have a good week and stay safe.